second. So I wrote out this whole theory about how Azrael and Cassian could potentially be brothers. And I wrote down all the reasons that I thought they were. And then I read Silver Flames and Cassian's like, yeah, we killed my dad. (laughs) And I'm like, oh. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. The reread to Silver Flames yet, so... I was like, oh. But I, I have some all good of your, points. Would you no, like to hear them? I would love to hear them because I feel like they're valid. Okay, thank you. So Cassian, when he's first talking to Nesta about this, he says, quote, that his mother... Oh, fuck. I messed up the quote. <laughs> Cassian says his mom, quote, could not or would not remember who his father was. So then I thought, okay... Azriel's dad put him in a dungeon, essentially. So did Cassian's mom know that? Was she like, oh, I don't want them to take my baby and throw him in a dungeon. I'll just pretend I don't know who the father is. See, I thought that was a good theory. And then also I was like, okay, they're the only two Illyrians with seven siphons. Okay. Next. And also a note that the Prithian Fae clearly cannot smell bloodlines because Lucian would have been outed long ago. Yeah, we had to wait for that illiterate <laughs> Faye to just sniff it out. She's like, no, she didn't. No, she called it out. Well, I know, but she didn't smell it. Oh, we no, didn't know what the no. smelling thing until Danica. No, yeah, yeah. But also she's a wolf. So yeah, that's true. She's so, not a Faye. Yeah, she's a veneer. Ven- veneer? Veneer? They, they say veneer. Oh, okay. So they ha- they accentuate the a little bit. I have more. to, I need a chart because I'm a little bit confused about all the different classes of beings in crescent city yeah there's a lot there's a lot because but people are more than one thing even so like, i get confused about I feel like Danica like what's what is more than one thing right because she's a shifter so, yeah but rune rune dannon crown prince of the valbaran bay knew three things Yes, he did. He knows a <laughs> lot more than that too. Oh, swoon worthy. In Akatar, they're literally just mortals. High Fae, lesser Fae, which is bullshit. But anyways. Yeah, I didn't, I like went looking for that because I wasn't sure if that was a thing that Sarah made up or if these things are borrowed between different series, like they're genre wide. I didn't know if the High Fae thing was. I haven't found anything else prior to her that refers to them as High Fae. Yeah. And I was trying to think of other series that really include the fate. I was looking at Holly Black, the cruel prince, but Harden has a tail or Oak has the horns and has hooves of a goat. And Sarah describes almost those qualities, like the long limbs, the different colors, like blue skin. That's your lesser fae. And I feel like in her world, the high fae are flawless, like humanoid with the pointed ears. And striking violet eyes she does say that the girls get longer fingers yes that they're like elongated so i don't know but it actually i think she just says like slender slender man yeah <laughs> i don't like that now that you pointed that out um Nesta would be a great slender man oh yeah she'd come for you okay the asteri are the rulers of midgard mm-hmm and then you have the four houses, which four different races belong to. The House of Sky and Breath is the Malachim, which are the angels, Fae, and then sprites. What Fae? It just says Fae. Like it just generally says There's Fae. There's Fae in like all of them, isn't there? Rune is crown prince of the Valbaran Fae. That's what I'm like confused about. Let's work through the houses. And then because then House of Earth and Blood is shifters, humans, witches, fawns, etc. 
God, wouldn't it be feel good if you were the etc. Oh my God. House of Flame and Shadow. Ding, ding. Reapers, Wraiths, Vampires, Drakis, Necros. And then it's Daemonaki. Oh, that sounds like fucking Daemati. Yeah, it is literally spelled D-A-E-M-O-N-A-K-I. Um, I remember even hearing that. God, I need to reread the. I don't remember them saying vampire either. I remember vampires. Yeah. There was the, like I some run-ins she, with vampires. Well, I know, but one of the first guys that gets killed or whatever, but I thought she just straight up called him a vampire. I thought the vampire thing was like a Jennifer L. Armentrout thing. I felt like I never heard that until I. I feel like that vampires are blood just ash. like a lore thing, like a general lore thing. I thought she was just trying to be fancy. Well, maybe. That's what I'm saying. I need to learn more about that, I think. Because and then House of Many Waters is the Myrrh, the Nox, the River Spirits, the Nymphs, and then the Kelpies. And then within each house, they have like the hierarchies. So like obviously sprites so all are fa- less So all of angels. the different kinds of fae are sky and breath. So is that the whole deal with... Bryce that she's like half sky and breath half earth and blood yeah and she chose earth and blood because of the shifters because of Danica got it and also humans are of earth and blood and so I actually I don't know if she again part of our reread I don't remember if she actually had a choice or if they were just like well you're a human half human so yeah you're not fey enough and then Danica was like well it doesn't matter because you're considered a wolf anyways fucking Danica I can't tell if we're supposed to like Danica or hate her guts there's moments that I hate her guts if Bryce was your best friend why would you keep so much shit for her. I understand you're trying to protect her and you were like doing your own investigation. I mean, but that's beyond protection. At that point, you're being manipulative. A thousand percent. I almost feel like she got close to Bryce for a purpose. Yes. And then they became... It went too far. Yeah, well, yeah. Like she <laughs> accidentally became real friends with her. I think whenever like they had the little run in with the biker dudes and then Bryce killed a man... Yeah, that would. I that think would that's when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I think that's when Danica was like, "Oh Is that shit, why we're like, so close." Maybe because you killed that guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but I wonder if that's when Danica was like, "Oh, maybe we're real friends, and I'm not faking anymore. I can stop being a, an asshole." Yeah, but, but like, here, just before die. I do that, before let's I... look at this tattoo. Yeah. Yes. With that's like, like the skeeziest one. I feel like. Yeah, that one really threw me for a loop when they're like, "You're the horn." I'm like, "What?" Excuse yeah. me. Also, am I just dumb that yes. <laughs> I know that her tattoo is we love all things are possible or whatever. But can we just talk about that now that I know that it's the horn? That's what I envision her tattoo looks like. Not words. a horn. It's not like a language that she knows, though, right? No. Yeah. Danica said that it was like an old it's language. Probably fucking word marks. It's probably not even really what it says. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Because I was trying to think, I felt like that she was like on the trail of that in Sky and Breath whenever she was looking for shit in Jezebel's archives, like all of her tomes. I feel like she found something. And again, got to do those rereads of those bricks before I'm, we're on track. We're fine. But I do feel like that there was something said in there. And I just can't remember off the top of my head if she recognized but since we're talking about old language, so <laughs> this is something that I've been dying to to say to you. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so spoiler. When Bryce shows up in Prithian, okay, basically just walks into it uh, casually. And she's talking about that she can't understand what the inner circle is is saying. So in any sense of my reading, whenever I hear, obviously if you hear anything that Resan says on TikTok or Reels or whatever, it's British, okay? It's in a British voice, like very sultry British voice, very soothing. He could call me 
Farrah Darling <laughs> any day. <laughs> he doesn't have to use my real name. There you go. And I always imagined that Crescent City was a big city like New York. So in America. <laughs> and the reason that Bryce can't understand what they're saying and because their old language is British. <laughs> And she doesn't understand whenever they're talking about the boot or like petrol, like tomato. (laughs) They're riding on a train like quartz butterbeer. Oh, wait, no, that's that's a different crossover. But for real, I did think about that. I was like, does she not understand because it's the old language because it's British? And no, I thought that's really funny, though. (laughs) But I love that. Like Amron just immediately is like, no one has spoken that in 15,000 years. Amron knows it. Reese knows it. Because they start speaking to her in the old language. And I feel like that maybe as a high lord. he Well, he says that he knows something about the old language. Or maybe it was from, I don't remember what it was. They saw something in the old language. And Reese tells Favor what it is. And she's like, why do you know that? And he says, my education was very thorough. And that's it. Which obviously but his like, dad I, was going to make sure that he was prepared to be like a solid high lord. I know, but I also feel like he probably had... Bitch and tutors. He got his knuckles slapped with a ruler. Maybe. Like. Maybe. So he has one of those models in his office mm-hmm. the same way that the Autumn King does. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's fucking called. Um, the solar system. No, no. it's <laughs> the solar system, you jackass. Anyways. No, but I, no, I do. Yes. No, no, they I, both have one. Yes. Meryl well. in the library that Gwen works for that is doing all this research and she's researching the same stuff. All of the stuff. The right. reason they have these models, essentially. But the way Gwen talks about it is she says she doesn't say that it's important work. She describes it to Nesta as being pressing work. Like it's very important and like there's a time limit on this. So I feel like Meryl is a background character, but I feel like she's potentially going to be way more important or she's playing a way bigger role overall. No, I agree because... I think her and Reese are in cahoots for one thing. Yes. Okay. Because, well, clearly he, and likes, he likes to keep secrets. Yeah. So does Amran. She literally, when I was finishing war and when Amran legitimately tricked Feyre into grabbing the cauldron. I did not understand that whole part for the longest time. Like I had to go to Reddit and have someone explain this to me like I'm five because Feyre gets so upset about a betrayal and I'm like what are you talking about oh like when you read it you didn't catch that she like I there's a reason that it didn't matter that her sisters weren't there either and I clearly got that Amron left her body or whatever at the end of it like Farrah saying it was a betrayal I was like why do you feel betrayed I don't get that because it wasn't what she thought was gonna happen right it wasn't what Amron was basically described or insinuating that was going to happen because it was like, okay, we need to make sure that Elaine and Nesta are both here too. We are all made from the cauldron. We have to all do this together. And then it was like, all of a sudden it's okay. We can leave Nesta and Elaine behind. We can get up there. And Favor was under the impression that because of how powerful Amran was. And then also since she was made from the high Lords, she was also like, they could just do it themselves. But the surreal gave Amran the code in that book that she had to free herself. Farah didn't understand at the time that it was really going to be beneficial, but she felt like it was a betrayal that like, because Tamlin had betrayed everyone to the king. And I felt like that was the vibe that she thought was happening again. Oh, okay. Well, I guess if you draw that parallel, because I was like, you're being dramatic. It, that was a part of it that during the reread, especially that I really slowed down at not only whenever she was basically being torn through the camp. So maybe Farah thought that she was working with the king or yes. like, what? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. That it was a full betrayal that she was going to get. She basically took the book and then was supporting the king. Gotcha. Highburn, that everything that she thought that they were doing together was just a flat ass lie. That makes a little more sense. But this whole time I've been like, Damn, and Amron obviously really, felt bad about it. Yeah. I like, was just like, that was really dramatic. But I think that Amron knew you need that. need to calm down. Said Taylor Swift. Yeah. But I think Amron knew that if she tried to present that as what she was going to do, obviously no one was going to let. Reese would have let her do that, but I don't think Feyre would have let her do that. Yeah. 
and she wouldn't have helped her exactly yeah when i say let amber's gonna do whatever she wants right but yeah she wasn't gonna support that and amarin clearly needed her as a conduit for the cold but i think that's why amarin tells them that if she left her body she wouldn't recognize them because i think she knew that she was gonna die and she knew that if they knew that they wouldn't let her do it exactly yeah because reese i don't even know if dying was a possibility if reese would let her while he's so freely like you do you home girl i think it's that he would think that oh well she's gonna go back to wherever she came from and that's you know that's her goal where really i think that entire time she was literally setting herself up to know that she would die for the cause is it though reese is always talking about well he does say sometimes like he would figure out how to unleash yeah. amarin on the world or whatever but like, he talks about her wanting to go back and stuff but Whenever Amarin talks about how she got to Prithian in the first place, she never really acts like she would. Obviously, she chooses to stay in the end. But I don't know. Leading up to it, he assumed that she would want to, and she never really insinuates that she would. Yeah. And I feel like it was more of like the circumstances where she was so so powerful and then was trapped in that prison for like when she finally showed up in Prithian from wherever she came from. Midgard. How long has Midgard been there? I don't feel like that. Like a long time. Yes. I told you about that one person on Instagram that tried to do that timeline. And I was just, I was very lost. I'm pretty sure that Amron says whenever Bryce is like last ditch effort, you clearly don't understand me. What if I try the old language? Amron was like, no one's spoken that in 15,000 years. I feel like the 15,000 years is also said about the Asteri. Am I wrong? Well, also... Amran was 15,000 years. Maybe it was one of those, like, she hasn't heard that in 15,000 years because that's, I'm pretty sure that's the number for, like, how long Amran has existed. The Asteri have been on Midgard for at least 15,000 years. But the Asteri themselves are much older. Yes, because they, remember, they traveled from world to world and took it over. They would basically just suck the world's dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that's how we drew that back, surprised to hear her speak the language as no one has spoken it in their world for 15,000 years. It's very convenient that it's been 15,000 years that the Asteria have been in Midgard. It's been 15,000 years since anyone has spoken the old language in Prithian. Hmm. Hmm. It's almost like SJM was doing that math. It's almost like... She had a plan. Amran is definitely the seventh Asteri. But now she can't be because she... I think... She's high fae. She gave that up. Do you think the cauldron would give it back? No? I don't know. It's a weird little thing. Does it have the it gave, power? It, it gave Elaine to the ability to be a seer. If Amran went in and came out old, she would never... She would kill herself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She would be like, not this body. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'll try again. Goodbye. <laughs> but then the Prince of Hell that's the Star Eater... Did he really? Or is he the father that they talk about? Because that, or that Amron talks about because she says her father gave her that gift of letting right. her go. Look what we talked about the last time, the father and the mother. They know each other? Did they get divorced? <laughs> he got Midgard and she got Prithian. <laughs> Split custody. <laughs> and it's a parent trap situation. Yeah. Where... And also like now, so okay, since we're talking about this piece of the crossover, Bryce comments that the inner circle is dressed like the Avalon Fay, which is interesting. And the Avalon Fay, like Cormac talks about like, they don't have TV. He's fascinated by the TV when he's in right. Crescent City and like all this stuff. Um, Cause they're very about keeping is, those old ways. Yeah. But that like 15,000 years. Also all the outfits that Feyre describes, it sounds like she dresses like a real hoochie. So I'm like, what? Well, honestly, the first time that I'm she kidding, ever described, I don't care, but whenever people do like, character art based on what they're, whatever I still I imagine it as like modern so then for Bryce to be like oh they're dressed like the old but I guess they also have like formal outfits too they have because formal like outfits yeah but the the first time that Feyre had to go to the night court yeah. literally the description of her outfit I was like you're dressed like Jasmine yeah you are dressed like Jasmine and then I couldn't unsee it and then I'm like Amron's dressed as Jasmine but just gray yeah and then in Frost and Starlight, Feyre's wearing a cardigan and leggings. But then Nesta and Elaine are like that- walking around with like dresses and like bodices and shit. So I'm right. like, what is happening? I know. I'm like, is it like a weird turn of the century thing where like literally in Europe, they're, they were driving like cars were new, but people were still like 
living in castles. People were still ruling in what you imagine medieval castles. But then like, beep, there goes a car. So <laughs> we got to like, add a garage to this right, puppy. <laughs> right? You don't hear about any of that in Throne of Glass because Aelin chooses to wear pants and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And I Tunic. Guess, so like, to, to me, yes, like that is yes. all very like, cloak and dagger fantasy exactly. it's like old yeah but yeah yeah whenever Farah's like chilling in the cabin painting everybody's eyeballs for three days like <laughs> i'm she, like i have such secondhand embarrassment about that can you imagine the love of your life walking in after you had to like paint your feelings you defaced the there, one place he felt at home his whole childhood yes. and you came in it's hunting cabin yeah and then whenever one more comes in and she's like You've been busy. I imagine that in such a sarcastic <laughs> tone. I'm like, I hope Faye was embarrassed because I am. Uh, yeah, I was. it was one of those where I'm like, eyeballs, really? And I love that as a fandom, we've all decided that Faye is just a terrible painter. <laughs> I love it so much. But at the same time, I know she's not because if she was, Nesta would call her out. Nesta, yes. Nesta would have never allowed her to paint on their dresser the way that she painted. Yeah. I can't really see... Feyre being that super detailed I see hers as a little bit more like whenever the colors are fading into each other and it's those rough aspects of a person standing there it makes me think back to like art class where it's like oh that's from far away it's like oh and then you get up close and it's all the Mm. rough brushes that's what I think and honestly just tying it back to the cabin really quick when more does come in it's like you've been busy number one I think it was holy shit what have you done? This is a lot of paint. Homegirl basically painted the entirety of that cabin blue and then added eyes. <laughs> but then also I think it is one of those two where Moore's like, oh, wow, she's really good. You know, that when you don't realize that your friend can actually do something as well as they might insinuate or just passively talk about. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're like, Oh, that is very lifelike because then she encourages her to paint her eyes. And then, so then that way she's always watching the boys do stupid shit. Yeah. Which I would also do. I would be like, put my eyeballs up there and you make sure that ain't nobody fucking around in here. Also, I just want you to know that I found an even bigger breakdown of the hierarchies in Crescent City. Oh, hit me. Okay. So the basic hierarchy is a starey. Vanir, mortals. And then the Assyri is the gods. They control the entire Midgard. And then everyone but the Asteri are divided into the four houses. And then within the four houses are the the Vanir, the mortal humans, and then mortal animals. And then there's all the, the different races of magically gifted and then the hierarchies within the veneer. So the archangels are the most powerful. It says both magically and politically, which that makes a lot of sense. And then the other high veneer are the rest of the angels, the fae, shapeshifters, witches, the myrrh, vampire, demonici, wraiths, etc. And then it says essentially all the veneer with a human form. So those are the higher ones. So basically the more mortal that they look, the more humanoid that they look, the higher up they are. Hmm. And then only these types of veneer have birthright citizenship in the empire. The lesser veneer are the rest of the magical creatures, like the sprites and the messenger otters who are universally treated like pets and property and cannot be citizens. And then humans are the underclass of all of it, like in Akatar. They're the low of the low, which, like, same. Fair. <laughs> humans are not given citizen- citizenship. And depending on location, they're either enslaved or they're just really limited in their status. And that's why it's, it's such a big deal for Bryce to have basically the status that she has, being half fey half human basically her human status overtakes her fey status and so that's why basically her being announced as like the princess 
really pisses a lot of people off. Mm. Because we know that through the whole thing, like she's basically subjected as trash, which is trash. None of the humans have any type of power. So whenever she starts displaying power, it's like magic. Yes. I should say it freaks everybody out. Yeah. And like we've talked about before, I think that's why it freaks the autumn King out so much. I don't like I have said before, I'm not fully convinced that he didn't know that she would be powerful just because I think there's just so many secrets, especially behind him. And I feel like that maybe that's why he treated Rune really bad. And I don't know, which also those parallels of having a really abusive parent with Asriel and we see it, we hear it like (laughs) he's shit. But yeah, I don't think that the Autumn King, especially once Danica died, ever thought that Bryce would truly go through with a drop or if she did, it would just be the bare minimum drop that she wouldn't come out literally as one of the highest power rated veneer of anyone. Mm. And then I think that's why it was like all of a sudden he needed to have control over her life because it was going to fully reflect on him. So why is he the autumn King? What, what's up with that name? Why does he have that? Can we just talk about how I see him as Baron? Oh. And I don't know. When I first read this, I'm like, oh, she's literally pulling from Akatar. How weird that there's multiple Autumn Kings. But now that we're in the, like, what is it, 150 days? I'm like, I don't, it was no coincidence. I think that has been the continuous connection from the Prithian days, however the worlds lay on each other. Is this a descendant of Baron or Eris? Or that's why basically he's a dick. (laughs) But then I was also looking, so humans can interbreed with the Fae, but then half Fae human people are typically treated like humans unless they have a powerful Fae family. Like Bryce, but she was not treated well anyways he basically cast her aside Mm -hmm. but as far as like within each house i do think it is just the more humanoid you are the higher up you are and then obviously the malachim are going to be the top and except for hunt because we do we know exactly what he is because he's like the only one that has gray wings which i've seen that as being a clue or theory about him being the son of apollo because mm-hmm. it's Apollo that creates the Crystallos demons and they are noted as being gray because it's a mix of light and dark. So, which is wild. Athy has gray wings. He does. And I, do we, I was like, do we actually know much what? about his mother? I don't know. I don't know. I almost feel like now I'm like getting confused because I feel like her, his story about his mom is almost identical to Cassian's story about his mom. Yeah, because his mother worked very hard to look after him, but never told him who his father was. Um, and then he joined the army to support himself and his mother. And then he would send money to her. But then those people broke into her house and killed her. I don't remember us ever really finding anything out about her other than that he supported her. And I was like, oh, so basically like the Illyrians. But then I don't, then we go on to all the like Shahar stuff. And also, this just made me think about that. Talking about the Illyrians. If their wings are clipped or whatever, and they can be incapacitated for life essentially. But Hunt gets his wings cut off and they regenerate within a week. The fuck? Yeah. But... The I think that has to do like because we don't know anything about like, peregrines. I'm not saying like that they're identical, right, right, right. but just like yeah, how convenient hunt. I know, but I d- well no, that does happen to all of them. I was like, is he the only one? But no, they cut off other ones, and that seems like such a silly punishment. Then I guess it's painful. Yeah, and then it's okay. Well, you have to suffer for a week, and then once you're healed, then like yeah. you have to go <laughs> like back you're to like, work. Like you're grounded. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to throw you in your really like shitty little room. 
bloody for one week for and one then you can week. come out after yep. you've learned your lesson and then you have to go back to work yeah which is like the true nightmare like <laughs> the real punishment yeah it must be what maternity leave is like <laughs> As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com, and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code theories at caseleatherworks.com. I don't think we know a whole lot about his mom. His father is an unknown father and his mother is an unnamed mother. So we don't have straightforward lineage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with like Cassian, just trying to make the parallels between the mommy and daddy issues. We know enough about his mother, Cassian's mom. And then we find out that his dad is just a deadbeat. So while we're talking about them, why were Cassian, Azrael, and Reese? We know why Reese is so powerful because he was like obviously going to become a high lord and all that stuff. Why are Azrael and Cassian so much stronger and powerful than all the other Illyrians? They have more than double the the siphons that any of the other Illyrians have. The three of them won the right. Yes. Nobody else has done. It's been done 12 times in history. Why are they so much more powerful? And I can see where Asriel would be more powerful because he's a shadow singer. It's that whole thing. I think I sent it to you where his shadows obviously feed off of him. Is he the only one? That we know of, I think. So is that not an inherited trait? Is that just a thing that someone's chosen to be? I think it's just a thing that someone's chosen to be because... I was trying to figure it out and I feel like I just made that connection of depression. <laughs> like, Or like if a house becomes quote unquote demonic, your negative energy or your sad feelings manifest. We know a little bit about his childhood, but as far as his hands and what was going on with that, like what, what came about to where all of a sudden then he had the shadows because the, it's a rarity. Yeah. What was the purpose? What was the purpose of taking him from his mother if you're just going to put him in a cell? Why? I know. I know. This is shitty parenting. We know that his mother is still alive. Because remember, they talk about Rose Hall. So I'm really hoping, and probably not in this Crescent City book, because obviously we've talked about this as a Bryson Hunt story, but we're still owed another (laughs) Akatar book. So I was watching clips of Sarah being interviewed last night and it was after silver flame because they were asking her how many crescent city books are there going to be and she's like i'm contracted for three but there are four houses mm-hmm. and then she says akatar was also supposed to be three and she said now there's going to be tons more she didn't elaborate but it was after silver flames had come out and she was saying like going forward the format is it's going to follow the way silver flames was formatted in terms of like it being a couple dual pov kind of thing which I love. I like it too. But I just thought it was interesting that she made a comment that there were going to be many more. Huh. Which, if you think about it, we need to know like more about Asriel and whatever's going to go on between Gwyn or Elaine, whichever, whoever you ship. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, Elaine is going to end up with Lucian and that, she, I, that is it. So I am very deep in that camp as well. After my most recent reread, I'm a little sad about it, about how Elaine just seems to not give a shit about Lucian at all. At the end of Akawar, she tells him that he can come live in Valaris, and then in Silver Flames, she wants nothing to do with, like, won't look at him, nothing, mm-hmm. which makes me so sad because I love Lucian. I love him too. I definitely wanted to punch him in the face quite a few times in Akatar. There were those moments in Mist and Fury 
where I also wanted to punch him in the face because yeah. I was like, quit it. That like this poor girl has been through enough. You stop that. But I think their storyline, because obviously like Cassie and Nesta, Nesta had her walls up and he had to bust through those. And with Lucian being over with Vesa and all like all that over there, with, mm-hmm. like Jurian, I think he's experiencing who knows what (laughs) imagination nation. But I think that I think that they will also be a book because somebody got to be telling Helion that's his kid. Yeah. And then I think that'll flip like a whole thing with the autumn court because I think Elaine was just hurt by what happened with like Grayson, which I get. And then just obviously being thrown in a cauldron, being made into the one thing that you were told that you had to hate and fear. And while Nesta had other stuff that she clearly had to deal with, that obviously resentment clearly was one of them. But I think Elaine's is less resentment and more heartache because she was there. Lights were on, no one home for Mm -hmm. so long. And I think she has to go through that finding herself. I agree. And I do hope that they, she comes around and her and Lucian get together because I ship it. Real hard. I do too. And I feel like he's so sweet about it. And I just love him. And I just want him to be happy because his whole life has been sad. But then like my most recent reread is the first time that I've paid like extra attention to mm-hmm. Elaine and Azriel's relationship. And it's much flirtier than I realized. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I was just looking into it more deeply, but they are more in tune with each other than I realized. Well, the biggest thing was in war when he hands her truth teller and was it Cassian that it was either Cassian. No, it was Reese because Reese was down the bond to Farah. He almost shit a brick. Yeah. And obviously truth teller took out the King, which I feel like is just very cinematically appropriate. <laughs> also, it's very Arya Stark of her. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, but I, that's another scene where I feel like I just like glossed over it. My first few reads and this most recent reread, I was paying closer attention. It says, <laughs> I wish should have brought it out to read the passage, but it's Elaine stabs him in the back of the neck mm-hmm. and the blade goes through the front of his neck. Okay, so he's gagging and choking. Then Nesta grabs it and twists it to decapitate him. I'm like, holy shit. Yes, I know. She, I'm trying to find it because it it is insane. The first time that I read that, I was like, wait, what did Nesta do? I pictured twisting it clockwork clockwise yeah, or yeah, like yeah. counterclockwise not like around his neck yes we're not talking about like the, <laughs> the circumference, circumference of his head <laughs> like well i don't understand i i want to find that that passage because it yeah, why do we not have all of the books sitting oh, in front okay of us? well listen they're all in in my office in the front so elaine killed him but then he was pretty much dead before nesta decapitated him but she had to stare him in the face that was <laughs> Which is just one of those fun parallels between her killing or her decapitating the king and then in Silver Flames whenever she's under the water and then comes up and then she had decapitated that Kelpie and walked out and holding it up. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, she really enjoys decapitating men. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to look their dead ass eyes (laughs) into hers. She, She is... She's... After it, honestly, she's living so many women's dreams of just decapitating men. I'm honestly about to go get. I'm going to go get war. Just get it. Elevator music. Back to Elaine for a second. Yeah, okay. okay, so. This is page. So I'm in the paperback. Turn with me. Turn with me. (laughs) Turn to page 394. No, sorry. Sorry. No. Professor Snape. Just kidding. Um, I've never read Harry Potter, so. We've had this conversation. I know, but. It's on my list. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Um, Okay. So. The king raised his hand, power whirling like a dark galaxy in his palm. 
which that line, the fact that we're literally talking about a dark galaxy, because we clearly know that the king is something that is otherworldly. Yeah, why has he got all that power? Yeah, that's my thing. Why does he have so much? Even though he is wielding the cauldron, he had that power before he wielded the cauldron. And Amarantha, she also had a ton of power. How are you so fucking powerful that you can take almost everything but like a colonel from seven high lords and the most powerful high lord in all of Prithian and leave them to just little speckles of their power unless you are something otherworldly or bred from something otherworldly. So whatever her... And the king, whatever they are, has to be almost Asteri-like. They're just too powerful because you just can't tell me that of seven high lords, one of them couldn't have That just made me think of something. Killed her. That just made me think of something. Because we've talked about the possibility of Amarantha being Volg. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've also told you the little theory about Tamlin sitting on that stone throne and it being like the same kind of thing as the collars and the rings. So what if that's the reason she put her court under the mountain that she did? What if by getting everyone there, Mm -hmm. she was able to control them the same way that the Val could be controlled with collars and rings? I think that whatever magic she used to basically shield under the mountain, because you think about it, the winter court, they hid themselves. They were still running, protecting themselves. Valaris, you never. Tamlin Hello, sir. is not there. And he says that he doesn't have full power, but it seems that Tamlin has more of his power than the other high Lords do while they're under the mountain. Yes. Because for him to be able to go into his beast form the way that he does, We're like that none of the rest of them are ever able to go into their beast form. And then for him to be able to give that shifting power to his people to go into the woods. Wait, okay. I am a Tamlin sympathizer. I know. And I feel that he has a lot. He's got centuries of unresolved trauma. Yes. Did he do things wrong? Was Pharaoh right to leave? Absolutely. But I also feel bad for him. Did he also turn them all over to the king? Yes. Yes, that was really fucked up. But even before that, okay. He was not a good boyfriend. But we're talking about being under the mountain. We've all had boyfriends like that. And how that stone, (laughs) with the stones and all that, that she Mm -hmm. being in the mountain itself, that she's able to control them and basically render them useless, essentially. Yes. Tamlin doesn't move, doesn't look at her, and Lucian kind of gives Feyre the excuse that he doesn't want her to see how much you mean to him so she doesn't hurt you or whatever. But what if he couldn't do anything anyways? But also, if Tamlin could shift other people, if he had his power, could he not have shifted Feyre into the fucking adder and had her walk out of there? Exactly. Because I'm like... That has never occurred to me until right now when you were saying that. Yep. Amarantha. She could, he could have made her look like Amarantha yes. and they could have walked out together. They could have, Yes. They could have literally made her look like anything. Because even if it truly was... Her just being a giant wolf. Even if it was just that. like <laughs> Because he like glamours her, which I know that's like pretty much a basic, but it's one of those where like he has so much more. And maybe Lucian truly believed that was because Tamlin maybe have told him that like, oh, I just can't because maybe it was also something. Honestly, where, that like, made sense. Perfect. Since I was perfectly satisfied with that answer. <laughs> yeah. The Val, they... We were inside of Dorian's head whenever he had the collar put on him. And it was just almost just in a weird way, like he was like a feral animal. But then Dorian was trying to fight to come out while he had the collar on and was taken over. We see that in his head. And so maybe Tamlin could push through enough to be able to just let Lucian like, no, I just can't. But every time Feyre sees him, He's sitting in that throne beside yes. her, except for the time that they hook up in a closet, which is so stupid. 
But the first time what I read that horny teenage the, boy. Well, but also Farah is like into it too, though. But she's a horny teenage I, girl. Well, that's true. I know, but I'm just saying. The first time I read it, her human instinct. I was like, over. oh, they've missed each other. They needed that. And I then the more I'm like, like, that was stupid. Yeah. Well, when I first read it, I was like, no, you moron. And even Reese was like, whoa, bro, what are you doing? Literally, yeah. calm your dick down. She's gonna know. Amarantha's gonna smell that. <laughs> Go and smell you all over her and vice versa. That's true. What a dumbass. Yes. See, I wasn't even thinking of it in detail. I mean, I do read a lot of fantasy. But it, I don't know. I do now. I'm more versed in fantasy now. But Akatar was my first introduction to fantasy Mm -hmm. in modern times. I've never really read fantasy ever. I I read Inkheart as a child. (gasps) Me too. I loved that book. Is it? Oh, it's not in this room. It's in the other guest bedroom. But yes, it is in there. And I loved that book. Okay, hold on. We got to loop back around. So anyways, okay. Galaxy in his palm. I knew they'd both die the moment the power hit them. Anything, I begged the cauldron. Anything. The king's hand began to drop and then halted. A choking noise came out of him. For a moment, I thought the cauldron had answered my pleas, which I think it did because Elaine is a seer. And the cauldron made her that way. And so it has a connection to her. Maybe obviously not as strong as like with Nesta because she literally was like, gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, But as a black blade broke through the king's throat, spraying blood... So Elaine stabs him in the back of the throat and the blade comes through the front. Yeah. Elaine stepped out of a shadow behind him and rammed Truth Teller, which also did Azriel's shadows assist. Did they? That would still be really hard. You would still need to be strong for that. You would still need to be strong. And also the fact that Azriel lended out Truth Teller, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. everyone was shit in a brick. And I sent you that thing where that like his shadows have a mind of their own. And so it's like, were they there close enough where they could just like and show up and help her to the hilt through the back of the king's neck as she snarled in his ear, don't you touch my sister. Also, the cauldron purred in Elaine's presence. Kiki cat. Like a meow. As the king of Hybern slumped to his knees, clawing at the knife jutting through his throat. Come on, bro. It's too late. Elaine backed away a step. And then choking, blood dribbling from his lips, the king gaped at Nesta. My sister lunged to her feet, not to go to Elaine, but to the king. Nesta wrapped her hand around Truth Teller's obsidian hilt and slowly, (laughs) as if savoring every bit of effort it took, Nesta began to twist the blade. Naughty. And then that first, like, at first I was like, oh no. And then literally... Not a rotation of the blade itself, but a rotation into his neck. Like, yeah, she is. Get it, girl. She is a (laughs) monster. But I don't know. I just I think that and we don't obviously we don't they don't talk about it in Silver Flames, but something. There's just something more to the fact that Elaine had Truth Teller. Yeah. And I think that if we get an Asriel book, which I feel like we will, because the the fandom is wanting it, I, I think we'll get answers to that. I just, I hope that this whole thing, and I, I have full faith in Sarah Janet, but I also just hope that it's all wrapped up nicely because here we've got Azrael who's been simping over more for 500 years and that's clearly not going to happen. Now he's head over heels for Elaine and I... Is that going to happen either? I want Azrael to end up happy, but also don't be re in that necklace. That was such fuckboy behavior. I hate that so much. It, it was almost like he... I hate that scene fumbled. so much. He fum- fully fumbled. And like clearly... I know, and I know that I've read where like the fandom was so pissed off at Reese for doing that, for basically cock blocking. But at the same time, it's like... He was looking at it in the sense of that's someone else's mate that you're literally giving a sentimental gift to. And Lucian, if Asriel made a move on her, Lucian has the right to. (laughs) 
challenge him to a duel. Yes, basically, like on guard. But also, okay, so if that's the case, then why? Then how can someone like reject it? Do they have to outwardly say? Like I think before they have, that they can yes, but then even then, and I think it might have even been I can't remember which if it was a Mist and Fury or War that they literally talk about that even if it was rejected that that's still your mate, and it, it's shit because then the male can literally yeah kill She's off property, whoever yeah. yeah, which I don't think I don't think that Lucian would ever do that. I think he no. would I think he would fight it fight the urge for himself and whatever that mating bond does, I think he would respect it like Reese was going to. Yeah. But I think that's truly why Reese cockblocked Asriel is because he's like, well, bro, that's somebody else's mate. Would you have allowed that to ever happen to me and Feyre? Right. I can't let you do that because also like Lucian wasn't even there. He was back over across the ocean someone had to just keep an eye on. And I know it was one of those where it's the three sisters and the three brothers. I don't know. I just feel like that's too tied up with a bow anyways. I think that's a red herring that she wants to have. Where also though, you have Cassian with Nesta, Asriel with Gwen, more with Emery. I love the more and Emery ship. Because those Valkyries are also considered sisters. They consider themselves sisters. Mm. And if you think about it, Cassian, Asriel, and more Would also be with sisters. Would also be with sisters. And while it may not be the three brothers trope, it's what they consider three siblings. I love that. And I've, I've not heard that. I think that I haven't, honestly, I'm really proud of myself. This was my own little headcanon that I have come up with. Thank you. you. Because I'm like, they literally in Silver Flames talk about that they're sisters. I love that. I would not have put that together. And as much as it would be really cool for Reese, because then it would be the three brothers that won the right. And then the three sisters, quote unquote, sisters won the right. But we spend so much time in the first three books with Cassie and Azrael and more having that interconnected relationship. Mm-hmm. So why can they not yeah. have that as an end game? Because also more and Emery, 10 out of 10 Azrael and Gwen are literally made for each other. And then Cassian and Nesta, like, <clears throat> God, I know. I so yeah. So actually. that three sis, like the threes and threes trope is still valid. It's just not Reese. Just, and I think that Reese is okay with that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that is a lot of, <laughs> that is a lot of sisterhood of the traveling pants. Well, okay. Thanks for listening. We have to stop or we're we, going to go crazy. Yeah. If we don't stop now, we'll still be going yeah. whenever the book releases in January. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>